Joseph's journey, I believe it's a journey of this hour. Many talk about the Joseph generation. Joseph is likened to Jesus. At times, Joshua is likened to Jesus. And you hear people talk of the Joshua generation. Praise the Lord. So, we saw Joseph in Genesis chapter 38, 37. God beginning to reveal to him his destiny. His will. One of the things that I want to say by the grace of God is that God always wants to reveal his purposes for your life. God wants always to reveal his will for your family or his destiny for your life. Why he created you. Why you were born. And so Joseph here, his, his destiny stands out so clearly. He's, he's a son among so many. It's a big family. All others have, have purposes of God. And possibly some of them walked into them or possibly others did not. One thing that convinces my heart is that in every family God will want to pick out people to do particular things or carry out particular assignments in his kingdom for his will. Praise God. So Joseph, it begins with the dreams. And these dreams, they reveal to him much as, much as he didn't know much about these dreams. But later on, the dreams become Real. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Habakkuk that the vision is for an appointed time. Wait for it. It will surely come. It will surely come. Praise the Lord. There is something that God wants to emphasize in this season. Instead of looking for food, instead of looking for what to drink, instead of looking for money, or a few things that that, that would help your life move on for a short time. God is emphasizing destiny. God is emphasizing Purpose. Because when you find the purpose for your living, when you tap into your destiny, everything that you need is within that. Everything. 
So you're going to find that these other things that we would run after, we wouldn't run after them. Actually, they would run after us. And that's why Jesus said, do not worry. Do not worry for what to eat or what to drink. Because the world is after those things. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And the Bible talks of these things being added unto you. They'll be added. In other words, these are not the main thing. And Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. And so, at times you find a disorder. Things are mixed up. What is to come first is being made last. Things that should be added instead of being pursued vigorously with crying with all the desperation and even the petitioning of God many times it is in the direction of those things which are supposed to be added. No one can be fulfilled if they choose choose such a journey. Praise the Lord. Fulfillment will only come when everyone has been realigned with God's purposes. And I believe that this season God is causing his people to be realigned. Realigning with God's heart. Realigning with God's original purpose for your life. Realigning with God's purpose for nations. Realigning with God's purposes for families. That's what God is doing. There are times when the church gets perfected in two things that are supposed to be added. Those things become so major. Things that Jesus says they will be added, but they become so major that we pursue them. They, they, they take up the greatest part of, of, of church programs, church systems, church activities, and the message of the church being more engrossed into that. And so I believe that God wants to realign the church, reorganize the church, bring his church back to that place where the church can flow, where the church can thrive, and his purposes being accomplished in their lives. Praise the Lord. So Joseph gets these dreams. He shares them with his brothers. Shares them with his father. With his father. His father rebukes him. But the Bible also says that his father kept those things. He began to watch over them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Destiny was being shaped around Joseph, much as he was not so much aware. But God begins to take through him through that journey of training 
training. He's preparing him for what is ahead. His brothers see him. They sit there comes the dreamer. They plot to kill him. And they cannot kill him because they cannot kill that which is of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Situations can happen. People can do things. People can say whatever they want to say. But according to God, they cannot kill that which is of God. And that's why Jesus Christ, they try to arrest him. They try to throw him off the cliff. They try to kill him. But they couldn't because the Bible says that his time was not yet. God will always preserve you. God will always preserve his own. God will always preserve his seed. Hallelujah. And especially if there are those that look up to him, put their focus on him, and they align themselves. So they tap more in God. God is preservation grace. God is protection. God is provisions. God is guidance especially. God begins to guide and say this is the journey that you should take. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Bible says when you go a little bit forward Pharaoh says that there is no man that has the spirit like this man. Joseph. Joseph had the spirit of God upon him. So with this you know that Joseph was guided. Joseph was led by the spirit of God. The steps that he was taking, they were ordained by God. And that's why God wants to guide you. At times we've look to things, we've looked to people for guidance. Many people get their source of direction from what they see on TV, from what they watch on, 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 on social media, or from what they hear from others, and, and that shapes their thinking, and that shapes their actions, and so so many people fail to tap into God's purposes for their lives, for their generation, praise God. And so God wants to realign your life with his original purpose. Joseph goes to the house of Potiphar and that was a major training place. A major training place. What is Joseph's destiny? He's a leader. He's a ruler. He has to lead others, including his very family. But where does he have to learn leadership from? Where does he have to learn leadership from? He can't learn from his family. He's, he's the youngest. He cannot. The environment in which he's born cannot nurture the call of God upon his life. 
Yes, there were foundations of good morals, foundations of character. But in addition to that, Joseph had to learn how to lead others. His brothers despise him. They are fighting him. And his father, much as he loves him, but he also does not understand fully the purpose of God for his life. And so God had to expose him. First of all, let me take Joseph away from this comfort zone from this comfort zone. God will always want to take you out of the comfort zone. Let me tell you, there are those that will be in places where everything seems okay, but their heart will be fixed on the Lord and they will not be taken by the things around them. And so God will still train them even amidst moments that seem okay. Look at Moses. Moses. God takes him from his very mother, his very people. He's put in a basket on the water. He's left alone, but with a purpose of being taken to the palace that he may be trained from there, that he may learn certain things from there. And so Moses he goes into the palace raised by the best at that moment but he maintained his DNA as a Jew. And that's why when he went out he met his brothers and he met someone trying to kill his brother. He said no. That who he was rose up within him. And so much as he's in the palace He's there for a purpose to be trained as a great leader. And still, God knew that my purpose for Moses cannot be completed if this is only the training. And so he goes from there. Goes to Midian. He goes away. And then he begins to look after Sheep. And he gets an encounter with God. All those are journeys. And when you look into your life, you're going to look back and notice footprints. Different places. God was taking you. Different things. God was exposing you to because of his purpose. Because of destiny. Because of what he wanted to accomplish through your life. Some people, when they are 
taken away from their comfort zone. Some people, when that milk is taken away from them, when those privileges are withheld, they'll begin to throw tantrums around. They'll begin to cry. They'll begin to, 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 to curse. They'll begin to look at others negatively. And in a way, so many people begin to dent their journey of destiny. They begin to deviate from that purse because they are not connected with God. They are more into the natural. They are more into the physical that they see things like the world sees them. They do things like the world does them and so they end up missing God's trainings, God's purposes for their lives and every journey or every level that they have to reach to. So Joseph Joseph has these dreams. God is revealing his purpose. But he had to be trained. He had to be prepared. He had to learn how to manage different people. How to manage different races. Not only Jews, not only his family, but how do I relate with non-believers? How do I relate with Egyptians? How do I lead them? And so Potiphar's house is that training ground for Joseph. He's made a captain over others. And he's made the number two in Potiphar's house. And he has to learn how do you manage success? How do you manage development? How do you manage, how do you manage promotion? He has to learn all that. Processes that God will take you through for His will. Will you allow God to take you through His processes? Or you're going to be lost into privileges? You're going to be lost into what all others are doing. And you're going to miss your moment. God will take you through situations to train you. And that's why so many people that only go to classes and they just sit down behind a blackboard and they just use that that they are learning. Such people, when they step out into the field, they can't do anything. They can't do anything. Even 
in the natural. You look at our education system. Someone goes through school, someone goes through university, and they graduate, and they go into the field, they are employed, and they cannot do anything. They have papers, but they cannot do anything. They have titles. They have positions. But they cannot do anything. Because people lacked mentorship. People lacked real training. They lacked hands-on training. People have knowledge. But they lack skills. They lack skills. You find so many people that go through families. Rich families. Some people have this thinking that let us employ rich people. They will not be corrupt. They will not be corrupt. That's a lie. If someone lacks the foundation, lacks the life of integrity within, they will be exposed to things and they will misuse them. It's all about training. It's all about equipping. You can even take someone from poverty and they will mess up things because they were not trained. So it's all about being prepared. It's all about being equipped. You find people that are in the right positions. God has exposed them in the right places to the right people and they misuse their opportunity. And then they will go around praying and asking God to bless them and to make a way for them. And you look back and, and you see that they miss their process. They miss what God wanted to do through their lives. They did not pay attention. And that's why the body of Jesus Christ has failed to take up strong positions of leadership in nations, even here in Uganda. Believers, Christians that take up positions of leadership and they establish the kingdom of God. They are very few, but the majority, they will misuse those opportunities because of the foundations on which they stand. That the church has not raised people to establish godly character in Egypt godly character in Babylon people are only looking forward to eat enriching themselves and not about establishing the kingdom of God people need to be exposed Children need to be exposed. You find so many families, especially of late, so many people, they do not want to expose their children. At times, I, I have a challenge back home. 
I grew up from a, I mean my my life my the journey I took was so different my wife's journey was also far different the family in which she was born far different the things she went through far different and so for me I have a way of doing things the things I've gone through they've built strong character in me they've built that hardness in me perseverance through situations I can thrive no matter where I am I can live I can survive whether there is something to eat or not I can survive my wife at times talks about an experience when we were walking through town I think we are preparing for a wedding and then one day as we are in town there are bullets there is tear gas all around people are running and, and, and we have to, to, to go through and she's afraid and then I say let us cross and then we are walking to her she's expecting me to run she's expecting me to be afraid or to run away with her into safety and, and I'm simply walking why for me I had gone through I had gone through so many things and so nothing could intimidate me. There was a time where I went through bullets when I was young back home. Soldiers came home and they were killing people all around. We were living, of course, in these uh, small, small houses, small rooms that you call in Uganda Mizigo. And so I am up somewhere, a certain place, and I look down and I see a commotion back home. I see soldiers, I see people, and I came running to, to see what was going on at home. And as I, I as I'm reaching home, the soldiers pointing a gun at me, and, and I hear my mother shouting, "Don't kill my son! Don't kill my son!" And in me, I heard this voice, "Don't stop! Just keep running." And so I just kept running. And these bullets were flying over. And so there is a life that you go through and and you are built within. And you are able to stand. And so back home, at times I'm like, let the children go to the shop buy something let them cross the road and my wife is like no the children don't have to go to the shop they are still young they don't have to step out of the gate unless if they are with someone else and to me I'm like no what kind of children are we going to raise are those who are going to be so protected and at times you just have, for the sake of peace, you, you let go. And at times you, you, you go out of you and say, no, you, you go. Go do something. Why, you know they will make it. 
And so at times it is important to release our children, to expose them, let them build something within them that they can stand on their own, they can walk on their own, they can make decisions on their own, and that will build them. You've heard of people, they are in families, they are married, and someone is called. Oh, that's mommy's boy. And, and, and if you find a husband who has mommy's boy, <laughs> mommy's boy, I'll not go further. But people need to be exposed. Processes that people go through to build character, to build resilience within them, to build patience, to build the right judgment of situations. That's very important. The right judgment of situations. Someone says something and you interpret it so fast and you, and you take the right decision. And all these things do not just happen. Processes that God takes you through. If we have a chance today that is just spoon fed, spoon fed, spoon fed, people not seeking God by themselves, people not reading the Bible by themselves, they want to follow a program that was given by the church. A Bible study program, a Bible reading program given by the church, a prayer program leading given by the church. People who have been in church for five years, ten years, twenty years, and they need prayer direction. No, no way, no way, no way. You ask yourself, what kind of church that is being raised? What kind of believers? What kind of disciples? And that's why so many people fail out there. And the whole burden comes back to the church. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. I'm going through this, I'm going through this. And even things you are praying for. They are mistakes made by the very people. And they don't want to be rebuked or to be shown the mistakes. They are only looking at prayer and using prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come to stop hiding behind prayer. To stop hiding behind others. The time has come for the church to rise and face reality and face our backsliddenness away from God, away from the true principles of the word of God, away from true foundations of the Christian faith. The time has come that believers should get back to God. If you prayed and said, Jesus become my 
personal savior. You will not stand before God on that day with your pastor. You will not stand before God that day with your mother or your father or your prayer partner or your friends around. No. No way. You are going to stand before God as an individual. And that's what we had to prepare for. People have to be prepared for a moment where they will have to meet God face to face as individuals. The Bible says everyone will appear before God and everyone will give an account of how they live down here This period and this disease of this pandemic I believe it is mainly geared towards exposing the church exposing the church to God's original purpose for the church and looking at where we are and where we ought to be according to God's will according to God's calendar according to God's purposes and then from there repenting breaking before God and turning back to him and get to the right direction. As the Bible says, stand at crossroads and ask for the right path. Joseph, in the house of Potiphar, he is learning. He is called for an international ministry. International ministry. But where does it have to be trained from. Where does he have to be mentored from? First of all, Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's house is a learning place. There are people that have gone through learning places. Unfortunately, they've stayed there. They've stayed there. Joseph Yusuf. does not have to get into the palace. He does not have to get before Pharaoh and begins to learn. No. 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 That is a place where what he's made of has to come out. That is a place where he does not have to say, let me first go away and inquire from God. Let me first go away and pray and fast for a number of days. Then I'll come back. No. No. Now he's ready. He's ready. And he's given all this responsibilities. In Potiphar's house, he was number two. In preparation to being number two to Pharaoh, who is Potiphar to Pharaoh? What is Potiphar's house? 
to the palace. It is nothing but very important in the journey of destiny. Very important in the journey of destiny. He has to learn how to handle people, how to relate with people. There are others whom you find and they say, For me, this is how I was born. For me, this is my character. Let me tell you do you know what you are forfeiting? Do you know what you're missing? Do you know what you're throwing away? Let me tell you what you're throwing away. You, you are throwing away your real destiny. Without knowing. You are throwing away that moment. Where you have to show up. On the scene. Of your promotion. You have to show up. At that moment, where you have to be placed in the right place where God wants you to be. Natural traits. When it comes to God's character, God's ways, and the traits of the Holy Spirit, they are nothing. And so the Holy Spirit will come into our lives and He will begin to shape us. He will begin to train us. He will begin to cut off these other things that do not rhyme with your destiny. Let me tell you, some of you, the things that you call this, that is what you are. That, that is your character, your nature, this and the other. Some of those things could be things that you picked on from your family, from your brothers, from your sister, from your mother, from your father, from those that you lived with. And they, were, they have nothing to do with God's character, with what God wants to make of you. A man that God went through processes is Joseph's father. Jacob. 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 Bible says in Genesis 27, verse 41, that Esau hated Jacob. Esau hates Jacob because. He, he, he knows that Jacob has stolen away my blessing. Who, who is Jacob? And Esau. They are in the mother's womb. And, they will, and there is a battle. And prophecy is that younger is to lead. That's prophecy. Two nations within. That is destiny. And so they are born, they grow up there. And, 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 and the father loves Esau. 
Esau. And their mother loves so much Jacob. Jacob is mommy's boy. I'll say that again. Jacob is mommy's boy. But he has a destiny. He has to be joined in the lineage. God Katonda. begins to introduce himself. I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. And Jacob has to be added on. But Jacob has to go through processes that eventually God will identify himself with him. And so, Esau hates Jacob. And Jacob flees. He runs from his family. He goes to Midian. He, he, he goes to a man called Laban. Laban was from, I mean, Jacob's father, mother is from the same family of Laban. And the other thing is that Isaac tells his son, don't marry from the Canaanites. I want you to marry from such and such a family. Go to your mother's brother. And in Genesis chapter 28, verse 11, Jacob begins a journey alone with God. He begins a journey alone with God, minus his mother, minus his father. And the Bible says, Genesis 28, verse 11, the Bible says that Jacob had a dream. He had a dream. Praise the Lord. He was sleeping. He used a stone as a pillow. But look, he's taken away from that because he has to go through processes that have to prepare him. He gets this dream. He sees the heaven open. He sees angels descending and ascending. And finally he says, Oh my God, I didn't know that this is the door to heaven. This is the gateway to heaven. And what happens? Verse 13. An encounter with God begins. God begins to introduce himself. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee I will give it and to thy seed. Much as Abraham had an encounter with God, God introduced himself to Abraham and there was this journey Abraham took with God. When Isaac came, he had to begin a journey with God. Now, Jacob has also to begin a personal journey with God. 
why do so many people say that preachers' children get messed up they don't follow in footsteps and this and the other question is how do we raise our children but the other thing is God much as me as me I have this journey with God I have this encounter with God Every one of my child, my children, each one of them, they will have to get a personal encounter with God. You do not depend on other people's encounters. No. And this is what happens in church. So many people re- rely on what others have gone through. And they are so proud of what those that have gone, of, gone ahead of them have gone through. And they have said and they try to cling on to what others are saying and they cling on to others and none of God. They have no encounter with God. And this is the challenge in church. You find so many people that call you, oh, this one is my father in the Lord, Papa, Mama, I'm this and the other, and all, all those are names. They're names. And you find people going through things or doing things or saying things about their spiritual parents or making their own decisions and there is nothing to do with consulting with their spiritual parents and even when their spiritual parents talk to them they do not follow no accountability and then people just enjoy saying oh so and so is my spiritual father oh so and so is my papa and also and also the very people begin to be proud I have so many spiritual children ah, what a shame people are not changing people are not growing there is no continuity. There is no legacy being passed on. There are no spiritual sons and daughters that are stepping out to do, to do something that even those that have gone ahead of them are doing. Nothing. It's all about excitement. And you have a church that is draft. No growth. No growth, no maturity. Yes, years are there, and people have spent years in the system in the church. But expose them to challenges. Nothing will come out. Only that the negative will come out. Even they are very, those that they call parents, spiritual parents, they will do things, and, and some of those things that their parents would do will be to expose their children. What are they made of? And all that will come out from the children is dishonor. This honor. Not true respect. Not true honor. Of spiritual parents. And at times I look around. 
even even within the ministry here and, and and you watch people who have been saying you're my spiritual father and, and, and you see what people say when they're at functions what they say about you and, and this and the other and then you watch people how they do things you, you watch them during difficult times you watch them through challenging times and you see what comes out of them it doesn't correspond or even parents do things they can even make mistakes spiritual parents make mistakes but all that you get from the those that call your father or mother is dishonor is disrespect and you realize this is this is not the divine nature that we were called to of as a body of Jesus Christ. And you get to a point where you say, Lord, we have to redefine everything. We have to bring back things at your altar. Whatever you did not build, break it. Whatever that you built, let it stand. Whatever that we have built ourselves, let it go through fire now. Let it suffer corruption now because we'll still have room to rebuild than to go through fire on that day and suffer loss. Spiritual foundations. Spiritual foundations. Isaac, Jacob, is taken away he begins this journey. Begins this journey. God begins to introduce himself. And God reaffirms his promise to his father Abraham, to his father Isaac. And God reconfirms the same to Jacob. He says in verse 14, And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Continuity. Continuity. From Abraham to Isaac and Jacob. And Jacob, God is a God of continuity. What kind of people are being raised in the church? What kind of disciples? What kind of leaders? What kind of leaders? You see people that you've worked with. You put them in positions of leadership. And at times you want to make changes. And you make those changes. And people begin to frown. Because you took them from one position to another. And they speak so much. And they decide to cut away from you. Because of decisions that have been made. 
and you do not see continuity in spiritual legacy you don't see continuity in God's move that he, he worked in this generation and he also wants to work in the next generation and in the next generation and in the next generation and you see things being labeled for people paying the price and almost everything ends with them ends with them because there were no people to because of lack of true sons and true daughters that would allow to go through processes God is processes everyone wants to hide behind the privileges of their parents everyone and once you try to release them to, to expose them once you try to to pull away from them so that they can learn so that they do things by themselves they begin to throw tantrums and they want you back to stay there you are making decisions for them. And then you do things because it's a time of peace. And all of you get sucked into that. And then trouble comes. Difficult times come. And you are not ready. You are not ready. People cannot stand. People cannot make the right decisions. People cannot thrive. Amid these difficulties. Because they were not ready. I look at years ago. When I told leaders here. Especially pastors. And I said look. You need to begin putting up projects. For your families. The church. Cannot sustain all of that. The church, some of them, of course, all of them went through here. They got married. They begin to have children. The children begin to grow. The children begin to go to school. And that whole burden cannot be carried by the ministry. You, you would be a liar to say all the needs of these families are going to be met by the church. If you do that, you're going to become manipulative. You're going to manipulate people and it's going to be about giving and giving and giving and giving, and giving, and giving, and giving to meet needs which is unnecessary. When you look at the Bible, Paul says, we did not want to be burdensome to you. No, we worked by our own hands so that we do not cause the name of the Lord to be blamed or to be ridiculed. We worked. We worked. And you find people today they don't want to work. 
They say, I'm a minister. I'm a full-time minister. And you ask them, what do you do? What do you do in church? What did you produce this week? What did you do? What is your report for this month? What is your report for this year? And there is nothing. I've seen people, they don't want to be accountable. Leaders, they don't want to be accountable. They don't want to be examined. They don't want to be looked into. They just want to move. Things are not working. No production, no fruitfulness. But things, you people just want to move. I remember one time one leader told me do not put in place those systems because people are going to think that that ministry is just result oriented. Do not attach people's benefits to, to results. Results that you need to demand for this and this and this. And I remember that time I said, okay. But it was wrong because eventually you, you, you are making people not to move. And I remember telling leaders at that time, and I said, please begin projects as families. If you are in ministry, have something to do. Or your wife, let's have, have things to do. And as time went by, you begin to see the needs growing. And now here we are in this situation with this pandemic and so many things have changed in church and you're not going to sit and cry and begin calling people help me, I need something to eat I don't have rent, I don't have what to eat I don't have what to feed my children my children are sick, I need to take them to church please help me and you a pastor and you are doing that it would be a shame it would be a shame that you've been serving God for so many years. But here you are. You are still looking at people as a source of your livelihood. Are they the ones that called you? Who called you? I remember when I began serving God and the ministry here and you begin to see people coming and they give you that, they give you that, they give you that, they buy you that, they buy you that. And all those things are flowing. I get married. Some things kept on coming. Other things stopped. Another journey. Time went by. And all these things that you could get, someone blesses you with this, someone gives you that. All those things stopped. And your eyes are not on people. Your eyes are on the Lord. You begin to go out, move out, and God begins to do certain things. God uses people to bless you. And eventually, all that stops. 
a different journey. And God has to prepare you for another one. Listen church. Every level you are on. Is a preparation. For the next level. I'll say that again. Every place. Every level. You are on. Is a preparation. For the next. Don't settle there. Have your eyes to the next. What is that that God is taking me through now? What is that that he wants me to do? What is that he wants me to invest in? What is that tent? What are those tents? He wants me to begin making. Yes, he called me to serve him. And there is that moment that comes of building the foundation, of building the, the focus on the Lord and the focus on, the, on, on, on destiny. And after some time, he says, now let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. I want you to put in place this. And some of those things, he did not speak them in the beginning. But because you are open, so he begins to guide you every step you Take. When you look at the disciples, he calls them and he says, Follow me, and I make you fishers of men. And he never told them that day how they would die. No, he never told them the persecutions they will go through at that moment it was after some time as he kept on building them and training them and they were ready to hear certain things even certain things they did not understand until his death and until his resurrection that's when they understood certain things Oh, she brekatalabroshite. Jacob. Jacobo. Builds an altar. At that very place where he got that first encounter. And he calls it Bethel. It is the same place. 30 years after, 30 years later, in Genesis 35, verse 14, it's the same place that he gets back to, that God tells him to go to, and he erects that altar. And that's the place. Footprints. Places and things that God will take you through as memorial places for his purposes but all because of this journey of destiny what God wants to accomplish through your life where God wants to take you and so Jacob goes to Laban's house for training Training, but not only Laban's house, there is this spiritual encounter with God, and it has to be just Jacob and God, Jacob and God, Jacob and God. There is that moment where it has to be you and God because of destiny, because of your calling. And men of you, you cannot step into that moment where it is you and God. That's why the Bible says, and Jacob, when he was left alone, when he remained alone, he wrestled with God. 
You want always to be with your husband. You want to tie your husband on a, on a rope, on a, on, a, on a belt around you, move together. You want to tie your wife or your children all around you. Oh my goodness. And family is not growing. Family is not being prepared for the future. Moments of difficult come and you are not ready. Because you got stuck into presumption. And not faith. Not real walk with God. God wants you alone. Have time alone with Him. And that's where you'll have a personal encounter with Him. All that you want is to be with others. To be with others. Oh my God. Churches are closed. What are we going to do? What are we? Prayer meetings are not on a church. Overnights are not on. What are we going to do? And now you alone. You can't pray. Now you you alone. You can't have a personal overnight. Now you alone. Now you are married. Now you have children. Now you are there. There is nothing that is continuing on this journey with God. I remember when I was young, I think I was in my primary um, five, six, six and seven. And and I'm having this personal overnight alone with God. In the beginning, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to pray. And I was writing all my prayer requests. And I finish writing. And then I begin to pray for each. One by one I finish one. I pray. I go to the other. I couldn't speak in tongues by then. But there is this journey I have to go through. A training I have to go through. Away from my mother. Away from my people. But also in a time and even in a place where almost everything is there. And people are sleeping. And for you, you wake up. I remember that time when I was staying with my cousin brother in a storied house in Ginger Town on a street called Lubas Road. Our floor was the last one out. And in the night, I could leave my bedroom. I was sleeping with other people in the bedroom. There were about four beds in the bedroom. I could get out, go in the living room, close the door, and pray. Pray. I'm not praying for things. I'm not praying for money. I'm not praying for, for, for success in my studies. I'm not. No. It is this passion for God. This longing for God. This yielding to God. Oh my God. Seek God before trouble. Oh my God. Oh. That's why the Bible says to the youth, remember the Lord thy God before difficult times come. And the youth today, they just run up and down looking 
for people, looking for connections, looking for good things, looking for good gadgets. They they want to live large. They want to live large. And even parents yield to that pressure and they are providing everything for their children. If they don't provide these, their children are going to cry. And you find these parents because the parents are busy with work. So they tell the children, go watch TV, go play with your games, have your video games because you want to concentrate on your work. You are not raising children according to the purposes of God. The system today is not allowing Christian families to raise their children to be ready for difficulties to stand on their own. Because we are busy. You are busy with work. You are working for others and you are not developing and discipling your children. Oh, Jesus. And you think that all the money you're making will buy things for them and, 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 and provide for the family. And you get to a situation where you have no job anymore. And what do you do? And the children don't know what to do. Jacob Yakobo. has to learn patience. Jacob, Yakobo. like Joseph, Yusuf. has to learn persistence, resilience, hard work, hard work. Oh, as I conclude, I want to look at Jesus, our very role model, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And I will not go to any scripture other than Hebrews chapter 5 and look at what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8 Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered and being made perfect he became the author of eternal salvation and to all them that obey him called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek of whom we have many things to say and heard to be uttered seeing ye are full of dull of hearing mm. oh my god we have much to say but you are dull of hearing 
Now, Jesus is being brought out. Remember, Paul, or the disciples, the apostles, are dealing with other generations now. They are raising others. And they want to make sure that people are on the right track, the right foundation. And they say, look, there is a man, Jesus. Though he was a son, he was a son of God. He came from heaven. God was hearing him. God could do anything that he wanted. But he learned. He had to go through the school. What school? Of suffering. The school of suffering. When suffering becomes a school of leadership, when suffering becomes a school of ministry, and that's why you travel out of this country. I remember my first time to go to London or to England. I went to places and you could hear people say, no Ugandan preacher is allowed here anymore. You find those that were close to Ugandan preachers and to so many places in America. Why? Preachers from here, a land chosen by God, a land, a missionary country, a land that is an altar to God, raised to disciple other nations. But then there are those that did not go through the right school of ministry. They might have gone through theology, but they never went through the real school of the Holy Spirit. They never went through the school of suffering. But even there are those that went through the school of suffering. But they never land. They never land. They blamed others. They blamed the devil. They never land. You can go through the same school. And you end differently. Some fail. Some make it. But you went through the same school. You had the same teachers. I began to hear people saying, but you are different. We began to hear from you. You are different. Even in the Far East, where I began to go, and you begin to hear testimonies. And at times, you look at your own needs. And you look at what others have done back home. You look at churches you went through, where you, you were raised from, and you look at how people do things, how people handle money, and the preaching about giving, and sowing seeds, and this and the other. And you are out there, you are alone, and you have needs, and back home even in church, there are needs. And you come back home, you come back to church and people looking at you they expect you to come back with this and the other 
And the times you are out there, and there is this temptation, you've seen God moving, like was moving in other places with others, and not at the end, they say now, the time has come to sow seed. And you feel tempted to do the same. And the Lord says, no, that's not the training I gave you. That's not the training I took you through. And you find people even here that have told me, oh, you are shy at talking, at giving. You are shy at talking at money, about money. Do not be shy. Talk about money. Let us give. And I say, if it's you who is here and you are telling me, why do you want me to tell you to first give and move you and preach about giving in order for you to give? No. You do it. And you find that there are people that will want you to take a certain path that is not part of the training that God took you And so, if venture of the church begins to compromise, and will cause the name of the Lord to be ridiculed, the Bible says, Though he was a son, he learned obedience through the things he suffered. The things he suffered. The suffering was not to kill him. The suffering was to cause him to learn obedience. Listen. Listen. Listen, church. If Jesus Yesu. never learned obedience kugonda. through suffering, how would he have gotten on the cross and he has all the power to call fire from heaven and burn those that were arresting him and he had power to go off the cross? How would he have stayed on that cross. It's because he went through the school of suffering and he learned obedience. And the Bible says he obeyed even unto the cross the death on the cross because he learned. Are you learning? Are you learning? Oiga. Are you learning? Oiga. We are not going to call suffering. We are not going to call suffering. We are not going to call suffering to come. We are not going to call fire to come. So that you learn. All these things are orchestrated by God. God. You can even go through situations. They were not made by God. But then God causes everything to work for good. You are mistreated by others and God uses that to teach you certain things. Abraham. What shall we say of Abraham? God calls Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, God had spoken to Abraham, leave your motherland, go to a place I'll show you. What touches me here is that 
the Bible says God had spoken. Now the Lord had said. The Bible is not saying. And the Lord said to Abraham, leave. But the Bible says, the Lord had said. When did he say? When did he speak? Go to Genesis 11. Verse Verse 29. It talks about Abraham. He was by then Abraham. He, he, he has a wife. And the Bible says in verse 30. His wife Sarai was barren. Now verse 31. And Terah took Abraham his son and Lord the son of Haran his son's son and Sarai his daughter-in-law his son Abraham's wife and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan and they came into unto Haran and dwelt there. Verse 32. And the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. Could it be when God spoke to Abraham Abraham stayed with his people Maybe his father heard. Maybe Abraham talked to the father. And what happened? Instead of Abraham leaving and going, he stays. And then his father, Terah, begins to lead the family. He says, Let's go. Let's go to Canaan. Let's go. They reached this place called Haran. Not Canaan, but Haran. And they dwelt there. And while there, his father dies. Of course, he was old. How could he leave his father and his people back home? And he goes alone. And he leads them. He had to obey possibly. His father, he says, Father, lead us. But that's not what God had said. God, the Lord had said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and to a land that I will show thee. Get out. The attachment to his people to his father, to his relatives. And it took him 24 years. But he learned. He began on that journey in chapter 12. He walks with God. And God accomplishes his purposes. And so is the father of Abraham. He's the father of Abraham. He's the father of Isaac. He's the father of Jacob. He's the father of our Lord Jesus. And he's our father. The Bible says, and Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, in spirit, in favor with man 
no God. Luke chapter 2 verse 40. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 26. The Bible says, and the child grew. Samuel had to grow. Question is, is the church today growing? Have we been blinded by church programs? and church systems and structures have we been blinded by our leaders have we been blinded leaders by those that we follow have we been blinded by the systems of the world that we are unable to fix our eyes on the Lord and keep pursuing him some of you you are there in the time of peace you have to exercise you have to jog you have to do exercise you have to walk but you don't do that because you are in the time of peace you are healthy you are working but you are seated and seated and seated and busy working and working and working and you don't know that body you have is very important to you a time is going to come when the body may begin to give way you develop complications that you cannot overcome because in the time of peace you did not do what you ought to do you did not prepare Look at the time now. Look at this disease with the effect it has on people. Some people are saying, For me, I'm a doctor. I don't have to exercise. Really? Look at how doctors are affected with this very disease. Many have died and the medication is there and it cannot work on them. Wake up. Are you mindful of the journey you have to take? Are you mindful of your health? Are you mindful of where you're going? I desire above all things that you may live a healthy life, that you may prosper and be in peace as your soul prospers. What does that mean? You take care of your body. I'm involved now in agriculture. I'm, I'm, I'm involved. I'm getting more involved into processing and, and many things. But above all, I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm called by God to preach the gospel of the that's my calling that's my destiny and all other things can be done but this is well given account 
wano wenjo kuwele mbalirira raising people mentoring people and where I'm going there is more that God is going to bring forth through my life especially doing more with mentoring and raising people church Jesus is about to come back are we ready to take Difficult times are here and they are ahead of us. But are you ready? Get off that rest. Get off. Get off that milk get off that milk bottle get out of that nest get out of that cradle break out stand out turn to the Lord turn to the Lord throw away childishness throw away self pity throw away blaming others throw away compromise and looking to the world and disregarded I want everyone of you to begin to pray right now Get back to processes. Get back to processes. Get back, in, get back to that journey. Get back to that place where God wants you to be in Him. Everyone, wherever you are, I want you to stand up. I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to lift up your hands. You can stand. You can kneel. Don't just sit and sleep. Don't just sit and give in to Okay, 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 okay. Others can sleep because this is not be for everyone. But those of you who know you have a destiny in God, those of you who know you've been called by God, those of you who know you are influencers, you are leaders, you are Oh my God. Those of you who know you've been called to make a difference in other people's lives. You've been called to turn cities upside down. You've been called. Oh my God. Surrender to the Lord thy God. Oh, shake off your weaknesses. Shake off rabo shekatabalabo. Shake off your fears. 
Surrender to the Lord Almighty. Surrender to the Lord thy God. Surrender to Him. Surrender to Him. Yield to Him. Let Him touch your life. Let Him minister to you. Oh, this is a time where God wants to move your spirit. Some of you, He wants to bring you back to that journey, those processes that you missed in your life. He wants to recause you to recover the lost time, the lost seasons. And you can only do that. You can only do that through brokenness, through brokenness, through humility. Call upon his name. Call upon his name. Call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Shall be delivered. Yes. Yield to the Lord. Yield to the Lord. Let Him touch you. Let Him move you. Let Him open your eyes. Let Him see where you are. Let Him see where you ought to be. Let Him see where you're from. Let Him see. Above all, let Him show you things that you avoided, moments that you avoided, which way to grow you, which way to develop you, which were to raise you up, which were the Babosham de Rebaba, Reboshaka Yalanabo, Reboshaka Yalanabo Yamde, above all, above all, preparation for the next level, preparation for the next stage, preparation, Reboshaka Babalabom. We will do Lalabo Sunday. We do not have to stay in the same place. We do not have to stay talking about the same things. We do not have to stay dealing with the same things which are minor things. And then the difficult times dawn on us and we are not ready. No, 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 no. Look at the world. The world is dying. Look at the world. The world has no answers for what they are going through. Where is the church? Where is the church to give answers? Where is the church to give direction. Where is the church to give hope to the hopeless? Because the church has been stuck pursuing things that the world is pursuing. The time has come to let go. The time has come to surrender to the Lord, to say, Father, here I am. Let's begin afresh. Let's begin afresh. Begin afresh with me, Lord. There is a time for everything. There is a time for every season. A time to be born. A time to grow. A time Baba baba, le koso ko baba labo, re koso ko telele le bayamde, 
Break out, break out, break out, break out, break out in the name of Jesus. Break out, Raboseka Yarabo, Reboson Brekaya, Le Combre Shebaba, Le Combre Shebaba, Le Combre Sheka Yaraboshete. Those of you with callings of God upon your lives, the Bible says that the gift of a man will make room for them. The gift of a man will make room for them. And many of you, you have gifts. You did not develop those gifts. You misused those gifts. And the gifts never made room enough for you. And you are in situations now where you will be better, where your families will be better, where your people will be better. But you played, you played in the time of peace. Repent. Repent. Break down before the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Let him know what to do with you. Let him know what to do with you. Oh, 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 oh. Reko zeka babalabu. Reko babalabu zeke yereke te 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 Africa, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, Africa, did Africa prepare, did Africa grow, did Africa develop their health systems, oh, oh, did Africa develop their systems, did Africa develop their economies, did Africa grow, oh, blessed with resources but misused, oh, everything swindled, corruption all over, and here we get in a situation with this pandemic, and we cry, and we are looking at other nations to help us oh my goodness shame on you Africa because you did not prepare because you played selfishness There are many that are looking for handouts to survive. Handouts from government, handouts from others, handouts from those that never prepared. They were not ready for times like these. And instead of turning to the Lord and seeking his face, people are running up and down looking for handouts, looking for help, and looking for the lockdown to end. Instead of turning to God and seeking his face. Lord have mercy. The Bible says break up your fallow ground for it's time to seek the Lord. Break up that fallow ground. There is more room. 
there is more room. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. You've been used to seeking with others. You've been used to praying with others. You've been used to being spoon-fed. You've been used to being given programs for you to move. And you can't do it by yourself. Break before the Lord and turn to Him. Especially those of you who are trailblazers, those of you who are leaders, those of you with destiny. Everyone has a destiny. Yes, everyone. But some of you have to go an extra step more than others because you are leaders. You may even do not know right now but that called you. When you look through your life you will see the pattern of your dreams. You will see the pattern of your passion. You will see the pattern of things that have been going on and you will notice God has a plan. God has a great future, had a great destiny, had a great purpose for my life. And stop eating with a chicken. Stop living with a chicken. You are nigga. You are nigga. You ought to be up there. You ought to be up. Flying with the eagles. Those that wait upon the Lord. He shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings. It begins with waiting on the Lord. It begins with humbling yourself. Don't try jumping by yourself. You'll break your feet. Wait on the Lord. Because it is spiritual. The journey is spiritual. Destiny is spiritual. The purpose is spiritual. If you do not get it from him, you will not. You will not walk it. If your eyes don't see it from him, you will not step into it. If your ears don't hear it from him, you may have heard from others that you need a personal encounter. Him. He introduced himself. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and I am your God. May the Lord give you grace. He has already given you grace. May you tap into it. Father, I pray for your people. May you help everyone. May you cause everyone to step out in you. May you cause everyone to open, have their eyes opened, O oh God. Even with this small window that is still ahead of us, O oh God. While the lockdown is still on, O oh God. Let people's eyes open. Let the eyes of the church open. My God. 
Let your people turn to you. Let your people surrender to you. Let your people tap into you, God, for your grace is available. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord watch over you. May his spirit guide you in this journey as you pursue him. And may your eyes open that everything does not end with the service. Everything does not end with the end of this programming, with the end of this airing on, 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 on line known. Oh, Baba, these are just, just facilitations. You are facilitated so that you have your own time with God. You are facilitated, you are guided, you are given guidance so that you have all the week, you and God. And may your eyes open to see that. May the Lord be with you. And above all, I said to you, what matters is what you carry in the inside of you, the life within. May the Lord rekindle the fire, but especially rekindle the life of preparation, the life of training from within. May God be with you. May God bless you as you give. May the Lord surround you. May the Lord guide the young people. I would like to say this. Let God raise youth leaders. Youth leaders. Let the Lord raise young men and young women and children that will mentor others that will help other young people to cause a difference in this generation when all the other young people are pursuing the world and pursuing pleasures of the world. Let there be young people and let there be parents that will allow their children to pursue God and find their destiny in God that there will be generations that will be saved in Jesus' name. May the Lord be with you. May his face shine upon you. Oh, Baba Kaya Raboko Sokoto Lorora Baba 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 Baba